for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Well, welcome back to Rosie on the House. Romy, I'm going to have to go to the closet and get my flak jacket. I got a lot of people from Ohio reaching out this morning, really wanting to beat me up about what I said about Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) Jennifer and I recently returned from a week in Ohio visiting my grandchildren, uh, our grandchildren. (laughs) They're not just mine, they're ours. And we landed in Columbus because there's a remodeler there I, I really admire and respect a lot. And I knew he had built a new office building and I wanted to see it. So we flew into Columbus and drove over to Dayton. Now, I will give Dayton a full five-finger military proper salute. Dayton is a cool town. Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Caroline, Caroline Park Museum, the Wright Brothers, uh, Neil I still, Armstrong. I still can't. Or is that the yeah, same uh-huh. thing? It's Wapakoneta, which is like 50 miles north of Dayton. Uh, just, I mean, you can't go there and not get completely wrapped up in the in the history of aviation. It's just spectacular. So, while I was putting on my flak jacket, because everybody from Columbus <laughs> is upset with me, I Googled what to do in Columbus, Ohio. Do you know what the first thing that comes up is? A zombie scavenger hunt. And it costs $3 a person. I rest my case. Columbus, Ohio's the most boring city I've ever been to. Well, all of the places that we were. Romy, do you remember when we went to Pella, Iowa? Mm-hmm. And we were so impressed with how clean everything is. That's the same thing in Rachel's neighborhood in Centerville and many of those little areas. There is not a toy in the yard, not a rake, nothing. Those yards are pristine and it's just amazing. I don't know how they do it, but it just looks like... Because they only have to do it four or five months out oh. of the year. The rest is under <laughs> snow, and they can't do anything. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It really is. It was, it's beautiful. Very beautiful. I drove past... I was. Yeah, we, we watched corn in the field next to our motel. In the week, it grew like three feet. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I drove through Columbus on a Saturday when the Buckeyes were playing. Oh, and uh, I'm like, you know, what? I'm just curious. Let me just go by and see what it's like. And they they could learn a lot from an SEC tailgate experience <laughs> on on how to properly have a oh, have boy. a football party. Really? But have you ever heard of Beach City, Ohio? Uh, no, I don't know Ohio very well. <laughs> I had our team actually call and make sure this wasn't a mistake. There's a company there called Garbill Plumbing. And they ordered six talon shovels from our e-store. Uh, we'll find out what you can about how they found us. And you know, we put the e-store together for our Arizona listeners. And it's an opportunity when we, we get people asking us for product testing all the time. And all tools. the time. And when we find something we like, so many of these, they're new, they're unique. They don't manufacture the quantity to get into you know, your hardware stores or your big box stores, or they don't want to do that. They don't want to go to Amazon because of how much they take. So we put together the e-store as that solution. And all of our shipping price is for Arizona. So we kind of lost it big time on this one. When Oh. <laughs> this, but it's a plumber, and he only uses the Earth Talent shovels for digging because of how much faster his crews get the work done. 
uh, while they're digging up trenches and uh, and tell the story about the earth talent shovel. It was designed in Prescott Valley by a guy trying to dig through our hard clays. And you picture a basic shovel, nose nose shovel, and it's split in half on the front. And it really creates a sharp edge to help dig. And when I saw that, I thought, I see it. It kind of makes sense. It's kind of turning your shovel into more of a pick. And you can slice the earth uh, a little easier than, than the full width of a blade. And I thought, but there's no way that metal is going to last up. It's going to bend. It's going to dink. And I've, I've had mine for four years now, and it's still the only thing that's happened. It's a fiberglass handle as the fiberglass has faded a little bit. Yeah. So the, the color pigment. So we're shipping from the Rosie on the, on the, on the Rosie <laughs> on the East store. We're shipping five, six invented <laughs> and made in Arizona. Earth Talent Shovels to Beach City, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> to a plumbing contract. Did, didn't we ship one to Alaska recently, too? Or or was it? Oh, no. It was um, uh, Minnesota, I believe. Funny. Yeah. Well, he found us because uh, no other place online he could find him had him in stock. So oh, we yeah. had him in stock, and he ordered through us, and they sent him out this week. Very good. <laughs> well, we're here talking home want- improvement. So there's one nice thing to say about Beach City. I'll have to find out where in Ohio that is. Yeah, we will. If you'd like to join the conversation, it's one 767 We've been talking territorial Santa Fe Pueblo-style architecture and maintenance programs for that type of home. But we'll talk about anything that's on the top of your mind. And at uh, 1030, we've got Mr. Bob Brown from Arizona Foundation Solutions coming in, and we're going to be talking about expansive soils and clays and moisture, uh, a lot of what we're going to have to deal with here in the monsoon season. But let's see if we can get Patricia. She's called from the west side of the valley and uh, has been very patiently holding. Let's see if we can take care of Miss Patricia. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning, Rosie. How can we help you? Thank you for your patience. Yes, thank you. Um, I have a home that was built in 1979, and it has what appears to be wood siding. So when I moved into it in 2014, I had it painted, and it looked beautiful. And then about a year later, the seams started opening up. So I called the painter back that I had used. And he came out, one of his workers came out, and he went around and put nails into the siding to to bring it, you know, close up the sure. areas. And then he caulked them and told me I could paint those areas with a leftover paint. Um, so I did that, but then now it's opening up in even more areas and in some of the areas that he recalked. So I'm looking at what, you know, is it okay to keep repatching it like that and repainting it, or is the siding not going to be a good um, well, thing to keep on there? Some of well, my neighbors I know are getting the, yeah. um, having people put the tie back over and yes. stucco their homes. That's yeah. pretty costly, so I'm trying to avoid that, but, you know, I, I want to do what is best for the house. Well, Miss Patricia, 1970s constructed home with wood siding. The wood siding is approaching the end of its economic life, and it's getting to the point where you're going to have to just nurse it along as long as you want to keep it, and it's going to involve exactly the maintenance uh, protocol you're talking about, 
renailing the seams, keeping all moisture off of it, keeping the paint uh, uh, coat as uh, integrity as perfect as possible with elastomeric caulk at the seams and all of that. 50-year-old wood siding, that's about all you can expect. Uh, the wrap with Tyvek and stucco is an option. You can also go with a vinyl or aluminum siding over the top of it. And a lot of times, if you just do a wainscot of protection, just uh, the bottom three feet, does the, roof, does the roof hang over the outside walls and protect the upper walls? Or are you in one? You're not in one of these territorial homes, are you? No, it's yeah. just a one-story ranch. Yeah. Well, many times, Patricia, to extend the life of that siding, I would imagine most of the problem you're having is towards the bottom of the wood siding. And if you can go in there and Tyvek and wrap the bottom three feet up to the windowsills and line that with stone, uh, stucco, or whatever, uh, you're going to extend the life of the upper half of that wood siding another 20 years. So there's a couple options, but with 50-year-old wood siding, you're experiencing exactly what we would expect you to be experiencing. Okay. Okay, right. ma'am. Well, I thank you for the advice, and I will check these out. All right, Miss Patricia, thank you. We appreciate the phone call. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. If you'd like to join the conversation, we got rain this week. Did you get any? Or oh, you guys weren't here yet. You were we, still on. Yeah, we we got one little rainstorm after we landed in Columbus, driving to Dayton. Other than that, it was just pretty warm, pretty warm and sticky. Great opportunity to look for signs if you had any standing water around the home or Absolutely. you're starting to see a little bit of water damage show up on your ceiling. Now's a great time to take action before it gets worse. Looking forward to hopefully a lot more rain. This is uh, one of the later seasons that the monsoon has ever started, but still to date, if you count from this exact time last year to today, we're still way over our annual rainfall from our wet winter. Oh, last year was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Thank goodness we had the winter we had. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And then uh, there was some Wall Street Journal published uh, article that I thought was – it had a negative feel to the article. But I thought well, this is actually probably a good thing. And it just talks about West Coast home pricings have stalled and in some cases sagged. I thought, well, that's a lot better than it falling off the face of the earth like it did in 2008 in a complete crash. A, a little bit of decline uh, after since 2012, I, I, that's a lot better of a shift than an absolute market meltdown. And it's, it's natural for things to come and go. And then at that same time that came out, Phoenix was listed as one of the most affordable uh, markets for high school grads to a whole afford a home according to Zillow and it's assuming you're making the meet the average income which is about 46,000 so it's a little bit above your minimum wage job but coming out of high school in Arizona especially if you don't mind working with your hands you can easily find a $50,000 job with, yeah pretty easy <laughs> pretty and on the on the point of finding a job Romy uh, we have one of our Rosie certified partners up in Prescott Tom Riley and he says, Rosie, I'm desperately trying to find a superintendent and an estimator. And I want to expand beyond the Prescott, Prescott Valley talent pool. Could you just mention it on air? If you're a construction superintendent familiar with residential remodeling 
or an estimator, get a hold of Tom Riley at Renovations. He's hiring. And this is a great idea that I'm a pop right here on air. You may hate it. Uh, I know you hate it when I do that. Uh, we should post a career opportunity page on our website. I don't know of any Rosie on the House partner that isn't hiring right now. And we have a lot of tradespeople, like the remodeler from Tucson that called just a few minutes ago. A lot of these tradespeople are looking to up their career, improve their career, go to work for a better company. Well, going to work for any Rosie on the House partner is going to work for the cream of the crop. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Do you often change the window product as you go around the house? Oftentimes, customers wanting to turn a window into a door. If somebody wants to take a an operable window, maybe that they don't ever open, we turn those into picture windows. Would you change glazing options as you go around a house? You know, I guess intuitively it kind of makes sense. I mean, I understand why people think that maybe I'll I'll do uh, you, you know your best sun defense glass on the west and south exposure, and maybe do something different uh, and less expensive on the north and east side of the house. I mean, when it's 115 degrees outside, it's 115 degrees outside. Whether the sun's on it or not. You're going to put sun defense glass if you're here in the valley uh, throughout your whole home. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Pella's two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under Certified Partners. Andrew's next on the line at one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you. Text questions can be sent to 411-923. You can also email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Andrew. Hi. Um, I, I have a question more about technology. I'm an ex-programmer who changed into being a chiropractor up in Wickenburg. Big change. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the short and the skinny is, is I was doing a plumbing job in my shower uh, for a slow leak, and I needed to figure out what the cartridge was. And, and so the guy tells me, uh, says, take a picture of it and send it to me, and I'll tell you what it is. And I was thinking, I wonder if there's an app where, you, you know, because right now you can take a picture of a flower, and it will tell you what it is. Is there anything like that? Mm, not quite like that uh, that I'm aware of where you're trying to identify what specifically your uh, plumbing manufacturer is. there. Uh, but you could take that into any good uh, plumbing supply house. The closest one to Wickenburg, you're probably looking at uh, Central. I think, I think there's a Central on Grand and Bell. Is, is your closest one, or, or a Hughes. There, there, there is some plumbing supply shop, because that's where I... Um, I did, I did find, solve the solution. I already solved it, but I was just wondering if there's any technology stuff like that available to homeowners so that it just makes it easier. So not exactly what you're looking for, but the, the app that we've licensed called uh, HomeZada, you can find it at rosieonthehouse.com slash app, what you can do is create your profile there, and you can save pictures to that project that you've done. And you can save receipts, and you can save pictures and document everything that was done on that shower work-wise. So if you, the point you ever come back to 
uh, needing to repair or work on that shower, you've got that resource there or any other plumbing things that you do in your home. There's a good chance that whoever the builder was, if this was still the original parts and material and plumbing fixtures, it's going to be that same brand for all the rest of your plumbing fixtures. And it helps you track and uh, all your home maintenance. It'll give you a weekly reminder. We'll, we cover that in our weekly how-tos that we do in the third segment of this hour. That'll be next hour. And actually, Bob Brown from Arizona Foundation Solutions is in to talk about that weekly to-do. You can It helps you budget your home. Um, and the longer you use the app, the more it can help you plan and be prepared for what's next on your home. To give you a reminder and, and a timeline that your 50-year warranty on your roof is down to 20 years, and here's the current cost and the projected cost of what it'll be at the point your roof is at the end of its warranty. It's a living, dynamic homeowner's manual for your own house. Right. And it's HomeZada. And it's something how, I, would, how would someone access it? rosieonthehousecom slash app, and they just sent us a uh, promo code that we're updating so there's a free part of it, and that lets you inventory your home for theft or uh, d- disaster loss. It's a complete backup of, of everything you have in your home and, and its dollar value for insurance purposes. We have a collect—I like to collect things. And I took photos of a, my different collections, and I was able just to send that to appraisers and just get an idea. What is this collection worth? It was great. And that part is free, and then if you want the— Invent, uh, I'm sorry, the maintenance and the project management and the finance, there's a, a monthly cost. It's five bucks a month for uh, a year subscription or seven dollars a month if you just go monthly. And that's not and that's to Homezada. That's not uh, to Rosie on the house. We do get a small percentage of it. But really, the reason we license this is because I started putting this concept together found this and realized they're doing exactly what I'm doing. I don't have to go find programmers now. And the benefit is so good to Arizona homeowners. It was going to take me a couple years to put it together, but we've got it now. So we just say, you know what, let's license it for Arizona through Rosie on the House and bring it to our listeners. And I actually stopped talking about it a lot because after the accident, I was, you weren't here to help regulate this and i was geeking out over it so much that the listeners got tired of hearing, <laughs> hearing me talk about it so much so I, I scaled way back but it's it's a great product it, it's it's like a carfax for your home a carfax it, on steroids on steroids and i believe there'll be a day in arizona where realtors will actually catch on to the point where when they're listing a rosy certified homes out of home it's going to bring a premium and and i think when it even further down the road, if you're diligent with your maintenance and your upkeep and your record keeping, oh, and you've got this entire platform of the history of the home, that there's going to be a point where lenders will look at your home's out of score. And there, there could be even cases where, you know, that they could do that based on that instead of a home inspection. It's, it's going to change housing industry for sure. So uh, when we get back, Richard has an AC question. We've got uh, open line at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight, and we're going to do our weekly how to. And I did it again. I that second segment, we're supposed to give away tickets, <laughs> and I missed it. I apologize. Do that real quick. It is for Arizona Diamondbacks tickets. This is August second. 
will host the Nationals, and it's a 640 uh, first pitch. The trivia question, you text the answer to 411923, and we pick a random right winner. Text to 411923, what animal is featured in our listener image of our home maintenance calendar this month? Our home maintenance calendar, we always put in pictures from our that our listeners submit, and you can do that now. For the 2020 calendar, if you've got a great wildlife or uh, landscape outdoor picture, you can email that to info at rosieonthehouse.com and our listeners vote on it. What animal is it that's in our home maintenance calendar this month? For Diamondback tickets. Gary had, it did, it stumped Gary for a second. Oh. Because it's a baby. Okay. Very good. <laughs> so text that answer to 411923, and we'll pick a random right winner. Real quick before we get to our weekly to-do, we've got the museum fire that's burning in uh, Flagstaff. They've got uh, risk of flooding. And if you need sandbags, CAF News, our radio affiliate in Flagstaff, uh, CAF Country Legends, just sent out a notice that uh, in a picture they have hundreds of of sandbags at Coconino High School. Just come by, pick it up, they'll load you up, take it to your home. If you're in one of the areas in your home is in risk of flooding, you can stack these up against your doorways, uh, make perimeters, redirect your drainage. They've got sandbags available at Coconino uh, High School. And that brings us to hashtag shift happens. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, Bob, that's absolutely... Uh, that's that's cute. I think. <laughs> there we go. There we go. What, now we got what, your mic. What on. is hashtag shift happens? <laughs> well, you know, we just sort of realized that it seems like all the house shift at one point or another, and it yeah. happens. You know, it does. And that's y'all's hashtag at Arizona Foundation Solutions. That's correct. And Bob, we've we've known each other for a long time, and your your uh, evolution of technology and your creative problem-solving uh, character has has really evolved into an incredible operation. Yep, we, uh, I, I have fabricators and mechanics that are always putting my ideas into reality all the time. And congratulations on your recent uh, award for, what is that, Sun Devil? Sun Devil 100, yes. Yeah. And, 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 and that's for one of the fastest-growing companies owned by a Sun Devil alum? ASU alum, that's correct, yeah. Fantastic. So Arizona Foundation Solution started as? Well, we started as Arizona Repair Masons, evolved into Arizona Ramjack, and then we eventually uh, named ourselves Arizona Foundation Solutions. And you've personally designed a lot of the techniques y'all use to solve Arizona homeowners' problems. Correct. I'm always looking at what problems are out there and how can we help homeowners. And we're constantly evolving that. I've got probably seven or eight projects on the drawing board right now that I'm working on. Okay. And you're currently involved. We've said it a lot, uh, uh, and, and you're the one that taught this to me. Whenever we get a phone call about, ah, my foundation's cracking, ah, my doors won't open or won't close or my sliding window no longer operates. Everybody jumps to the conclusion, my house is settling. Right. That's the natural thing. I mean, the house is supposed to weigh a lot, right? So it's got to be sinking in the ground. In the desert areas, that's generally not always true. I mean, it's probably more likely that you have heaving and people have a hard time wrapping their head around that because it's kind of counterintuitive. 
It's an incredible force. It really is. We had some areas on the west side of town where the clay soils presented 28,000 PSI. I mean, that's enough to rip any concrete apart. Any concrete. Well, I mean, we designed our new home footings to carry about 2,000 PSI. Yeah, yeah two, 3,000 PSI. That's right. That's it. And you're seeing clay soils exerting 10 times that much pressure. That's right. Well, let's talk about this expansive. Uh, on our on our webpage, you actually provided us with a color-coded map of, of the immediate valley area. Right. Uh, but this isn't a problem unique just to the valley. Oh, yeah. You have clay soils everywhere, uh, all across the nation and around the world. And there's some really particularly hotbed areas in Arizona. Right. You know, clays get deposited through floods generally. And uh, so usually you find them in the plain areas like Gilbert. uh, And uh, they're just a natural deposit that occurs in different layers. And they make a great surface to construct a home on. A home on as long as... long as you don't get any water in there. <laughs> you got to keep it dry. Or, or you got to keep it constant, let's put it that way. Changes, either wetter or drier, cause problems. Okay. And so how would you guide a homeowner who hasn't seen any that may find themselves within this clay soil map area thinking, uh-oh, I got problems down the road. How would you coach them to prepare for it? And how to avoid the problem. So the, the key is uh, try to think like nature. You know, if this is a desert to begin with, then we want to probably keep the soil under your house like a desert. Uh, you know, if you're up in Sholo, that may not be the case, right? So you right. got to think of the area that you're in. If you're in the, the desert areas, which is where most of our population is, then you're going to want to try to do things to keep water from getting underneath the foundation. Things like, you know, putting up rain gutters, getting good drainage. You know, it doesn't really do any good to put a rain gutter up if it dumps all your water right next to your house. you got to get it piped away, otherwise you're just making the problem worse. And how far away from the house would you like to see it? I, I like to see it 20 feet away. 20 so, feet, okay. 20 feet, yeah. So I, whenever we... But you can't we, put... But if your property line is 12 feet away, you can't... Dump it onto your neighbor's yard. <laughs> Correct. And you can't just, like, discharge it into the street. They don't like that. Yeah. So there's limits as to what you can do, but 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 we've got good solutions. We've got good engineers, and, and whenever we install a gutter system, we have our engineers design the drainage to go along with it to minimize the impact on the house. So we're grading and draining the water away from the foundation of the house. Right. Now, just How about these folks that have three-foot planters right up against the outside yeah, wall of the house? Yeah, that's not a good idea. It's a yeah. horrible idea. Yeah, it causes lots of problems. Now, just keep in mind that even if you do really good drainage, if you already have a dome heave in your house and you put gutters on and drain it, you're actually going to, what, make the edges drier? Well, if you've got a dome heave, the edges are already drier, and that's where our moisture level system can help out a little bit. Talk about the moisture system. So the moisture level system is a system that's designed to ventilate the soils underneath the house. And we, we bring dry air in. and don't, we, don't blush when I tell people, this is ingenious. It's a cool idea. And you created it. That's right. I, I patented it and developed it. And uh, it basically dries out those soils underneath the house when they're, when they're already too wet. So a uh, homeowner calls you. My house is settling. You go out and do a manometer. Correct. And that draws a topographical map right. of the of the 
floor surface of the house and you find out where your house isn't settling, it's actually heaving. And there were very few corrective protocols for that in the past. Right. It's always been it, just it was, fix it wasn't the drainage. Pretty. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. It's, it's always been fix the drainage, which by itself, if you think about it, if you've got a dome heave, you're actually going to exacerbate the problem. You're going to dry it out on the edges. Now, eventually, it, it's a good idea to keep water from getting underneath. But you know, for the first few years, you're going to make it worse by doing that by, all by itself. So y'all are going to install a way to ventilate that soil Correct. below the slab with very little or no invasive saw cutting and pounding and big messes. And you're going to ventilate that space exit it up above the roof right. and bring the moisture level down to where if it's heaving, you've actually seen homes once dried out, the heave relieves itself. Yeah, it minimizes. That's correct. And the idea is, again, to, to put the soil back to natural state. And so you're bringing in the natural dry air from the outside. It ventilates those soils like it did when there was no house there just like it was, has been for the last two or 300,000 years. You put it in a state of natural equilibrium. I tell people, look, not only do we not like raised planters up against your house, for a lot of reasons, you, you know, the, the three-foot raised planter, you're introducing moisture above the floor line. Uh, right. that, that weatherproofing, waterproofing that Never the works. contractor originally installed is going to wear down sooner yep. or later. Uh, I don't even like people to... I think the only thing that should be planted within three-foot perimeter of your house foundation is a rock garden. Yeah, or, you know, silk plants or maybe desert plants that don't need watering, right? That's okay. Nothing up against the foundation. All your sprinklers should be away. Right. There shouldn't be anything introducing moisture in and around the immediate vicinity of your foundations. That's right. That's exactly right. And people hate me when oh, I tell them Oh, everybody hates that advice, you yeah. know. But, uh, you know, and if you don't live on clays, it may be not a big deal, right? But if you do, you got to be really careful. What, how would someone get an enlarged version of this map that we've got on our website? Well, you can go right to our website. We, oh, we, we publish that right on our website. And that website? Uh, foundationrepairwithrosie.com. Okay. And so... The red areas will give an indication of where the clays are more highly concentrated. Right. Now, just bear in mind that that map is by the National uh, Soil Conservation Service is only mapping the upper five feet of clays. So if your home builder or developer goes in and takes off 20 feet of soil and you got clays below that, it's not going to show up on that map and you're still going to have a big problem. So the map is not everything, but it does help. That's great advice because a lot of these master plan communities, they're, they're moving a lot of dirt. Well, yeah, that's, that happened on the west side of town where they moved 20 feet of soil, and it was a big problem. Ooh. Yeah, that's a phone call you hate to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a phone call you hate to get. So the clay soils in the, the areas, and I'm not trained at this. What I know about the industry, I've learned from you, um, when we build a house, we have this one main trench that comes from the sewer tap and from the water meter that right. goes in under the foundation of the house, and that's the utility trench. Right. Uh, I've gotten to where I'm extremely vigilant on what how that gets backfilled. 
Yeah, it's exactly right. And nobody wants to compact it super well because they're afraid of breaking all the pipes. Right. And that's the easiest place for moisture to get in. So we want to make sure we, we, we try to eliminate or minimize the amount of moisture that comes in through that trench. When we build the house, we create that that's right. condition. Yep. And you've got to uncreate it on your way back out. That's right. So it's, a, it's an area that we see a lot. As a matter of fact, I've gotten... Uh, in the last couple of years, we've done additions near where that utility trench is, and we've been able to excavate down, and I've taken pictures. It's just like a geological cross-section. You can just see the trench, and the trench may yeah. be 40 years old. Yeah, and it's still conducting moisture right on in. I mean, it's just a conduit. Yep. It absolutely is. So in the clay soil situation, uh, you've got certain areas— uh, we, I call it uh, uh, developer's gold, contractor's gold. It's just the beautiful northern Scottsdale decomposed granite. It, right. You know, you dig it. It's rock solid. It's not going anywhere. It may fill your house with radon, but that's a whole other issue. <laughs> well, and, and and you have to be careful because sometimes if you have decomposed granite and it gets wet, it can consolidate really easily, too. And that would cause a collapsing right. situation? Yes. I, I saw a house up in Troon that settled 12 inches because of that. Their pool had a leak, and the house settled 12 inches right on that decomposed cl- uh, granite. Did the whole house settle No, that would have been great. Uniformly? <laughs> 12 <laughs> inches? That would have been awesome because nothing would have happened. No, unfortunately, just like half the house settled, and that oh. broke it in half, basically. What do you do with a situation like that, Bob? Well, we'll have to talk about it after this. We can do a lot of things at Rosie on the House, but we can't stop the clock. Our final segment in this broadcast. The animal in the picture was not a bobcat. Okay, I believe you. It was a baby elk. I was going to say, I I wasn't... (laughs) I wasn't that fooled. <laughs> we got two people that said bobcat, so I'm guessing they're either looking at 2018's calendar or they're already flipped their calendar up into August because we're close enough, or they're still back on June, one of the two. Um, and we're talking about foundation repair, and your takeaway for today's to-do is to identify moisture entries to your home and getting the moisture away. We put together a six-set video series that we're just getting ready to publish. We had uh, got it all done, got them all put together, and the one video that we're talking about that would complement today when we're talking about creating a solution for a heave, we recorded outside and we got done, and the silly bird was so loud, it just... Drove us nuts, and I know for viewers that are probably just going to watch that once and and be done. It's not a big deal, but it, it was it was driving us so insane because you know when you're editing something, you're you're going over the same material over and over and over again. We actually revoice the outside part, <laughs> and that's a very hard thing to revoice yeah, and is. match it to what you did live. And it, it, it's taken us a little while, but we got the final edits done and we'll have them up shortly. So to see this visually and get an idea on how that heave is solved with the ventilation through the stem wall and the vent out through the attic, we've put it together with video and it'll be on our YouTube channel here shortly. 
Awesome. And they were filmed with Bob Brown of Arizona Foundation Solutions, who we have here in studio this morning. And we're talking about heaving, and in particular, the challenge that clay soils hold for the Arizona homeowners. Uh, summarize quickly, what would, what would you tell a homeowner uh, in protecting themselves from incurring a problem with clay soils? So, uh, again, the, the, the main thing is to keep the moisture constant. So, uh, you know, I always hesitate to, to jump right to the fact of keeping moisture away. We had a customer up in the Heber Obergard that moved all the moisture away from their house, and it caused it to settle. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the, the idea is to keep it, keep it the same as it was before. And in the valley here, that means pretty dry. Yeah. So you're going to want to have good drainage, gutters, drainage, you know, uh, get the pipe, get the water piped away. Don't have any planters near your house. Make sure that you've got good slopes, that the water doesn't come sit up against your house. If you see a water puddling up against your house, that's probably a bad thing. You need to get it away. Absolutely. Sooner or later, it's going to cause a problem. Right. It, it, it will. It, especially, it just seems like all areas have a little bit of clay. Some have more than others, but, yeah. but it's, it, I shouldn't say all, but most areas have a little bit of clay. And you operate statewide? Yes, we do. Uh, we, we're broadcasting statewide right now. Yep. If you would want to contact Arizona Foundation Solutions, I know you have different phone numbers for different regions and whatnot, but the one number, 602 702 5390 would get them in touch with your office. Correct. That's in the metro area. And, and Tucson's uh, 762-4160. And I know you guys work in northern Arizona, but you guys have a guy up there full-time now. Correct. Yeah, we have uh, uh, satellite offices in Flagstaff and Prescott and soon to be in Sholo. Well, that's to say there's a sufficient enough of foundation issues across the state of Arizona that you need to be aware of it. Correct. And you'll have maybe different problems in different areas, but you're still going to have something, some issues that need to be resolved. And am I being silly when I tell people in the Valley, if Bob tells you you have a heaving problem, that's probably a much less significant issue than a settling problem. Yeah. Your it, ventilation system and repair system, yeah. people, have, people see it and then they grow blind to it because they think they're looking at a you know, this horrific five, six-figure repair bill. Correct. Your your patented system is hugely affordable. Yeah, it's a orders of magnitude less. Yeah. So, again, it's Arizona Foundation Solution. Everything I know about the issue, I've learned from this man, Bob Brown. His number is 602-702-5390. You can find him at Rosie on the House or at... FoundationRepairWithRosie.com. There you go. And one of the videos we put together, Dad, it it's pretty incredible. We're focused strictly on residential, but we did a shoot of a commercial application because it was so incredible. This big warehouse building was built over the top of an old uh, landfill. Right. And how many feet did it sink at, at the on the corner? Uh, it settled about 16 inches. And there's... I can't tell you how many tons of rock washed out from underneath it, but I mean, you would not believe how many piers and the mud jacking and 
the systems that are going into repairing this. But the good news is it, it can be fixed. The cost to tear down that building and re I mean, just the teardown cost is more than the repair bill on it. Well, right. And if you tear it down, you're still stuck with the same soils for the new building. So yeah. you might as well, you might as well all fix it right to begin material. with. Yeah. <laughs> FoundationsRepairWithRosie.com. Uh, Thank you, Bob Brown. We'll be back you next betcha. Saturday. Thank you.